Hi, I'm Carly Zakin. And I'm Danielle Weisberg, and we're the co-founders of The Skim. Welcome to our very first episode of our brand new podcast, Skimmed from the Couch, presented by Delta. On every episode, we invite smart, inspiring, successful women to chat candidly about what it takes to get to the top and what it's like once you actually get there. This is a podcast about the real stuff, the crappy days, the bad advice, the first big career win, and the people who are there for the highest of highs and lowest of lows. We started the skim from a couch, and we only have one rule on this couch, no BS. Before we introduce you to our guests, we want to introduce you to our ultimate travel partner, Delta. Seriously, like we're really happy Delta is sponsoring because we really like them, especially since we upgraded to Delta Comfort Plus, which gives you priority boarding and unlimited snacks and drinks on the flight, which is very necessary for us. Delta, thank you. You clearly know the way to our heart. It is paved with unlimited snacks and drinks. And now please join us in welcoming our guest, our friend, Whitney Wolf Hurd. Very excited to have her here. Whitney is the founder and CEO of Bumble, which you've probably used or your friends used. It's one of the most popular dating apps on the market that gives women the power to make the first move. I like that. The company now has a networking app, Bumble Biz, and a friend finding app, Bumble BFF. So it kind of takes care of all of your matching life. Before that, she was on the founding team at Tinder and on the cover of Forbes for their most recent 30 under 30 list. That is huge. Whitney, welcome to Skimmed from the Couch. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. You guys are the best. So we want to go back to the days pre-Bumble. Okay. And I know that you, like in reading about you, and this was kind of interesting, like I didn't realize you started something in college. Yeah. That's yeah. insane. So have you always wanted to be an entrepreneur? I, I I wouldn't say you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. I think you wake up in the morning with problems mm-hmm. and you're either the type of person that wants to solve them or you're not. Mm-hmm. And I think we all have it in us, but I think so many of us figure problems that haven't already been solved can't be solved. I think it's something that we're almost trained to believe that yeah. you know somebody else would have already thought of it. Yeah. Somebody else would have already done it. And I think I was more of the mindset that well, if this this doesn't exist, then I'll, I'll go I'll go make it exist, mm-hmm. right? How do I fix this? Um, and so I, I think that equates to being entrepreneurial and you know you two are a phenomenal example of that you truly you know as cliche as it it sounds you create the change you want to see in the Mm -hmm. world right and that can be a small company in college or something like the skim which is affects millions of lives every single morning um mine this morning also so (laughs) and every morning no, truly, yeah. that's the only way I stay up on current events. Oh, thank you. It's, and we didn't have to pay you to say that. So no, yeah, no, no, that's Why? not an endorsement. Um, and, you know, I will say um, I have a really cool story to tell you okay. really okay. quickly. So I have um, a, a younger cousin, and I was told that all of the younger girls in that age group, mm-hmm. they're like 17, yeah. they only get their information through the skim. Oh my God. Wow. So they don't watch the news. They don't read Twitter. They're, they rely on the skim to stay up to date. And I think that's really. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, special. That's awesome. Just tell your cousin thank you. Well, that's I all will. we have for yeah. the couch today. So thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> there we go. Um, but no, I think you're right that like when you. I think the best entrepreneurs set out to solve problems. Mm-hmm. I think it's a slippery slope when you're like, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur because that seems really glamorous. And I think you had such an entry into the non-glamorous part of mm-hmm. starting something and then 
realizing for a lot of reasons it wasn't a fit and you had to move on. Yep. What was that like? Well, you know, when when we started Tinder, I I was 22, just 23, and it took off on this wild goose chase and it was so amazing and we became so passionate about it. And so when I left, um, you know, that was something I missed every day was that that getting up in the morning and working towards something that you love so much. That's a you feel lost, you feel void. Um, but at the same time, it was almost you know, at the time it was really hard. Now I look looking back, it feels like maybe the perfect storm because at the time of my departure, there had been, like you said, you can read all these stories, which is so bizarre to think about. Um, and you know, a lot of strangers had called me a lot of names on the internet. Um, don't know who these people are, and I was all of a sudden this character on Twitter or online or in the comment section. And it hurt me. It made me feel really bad about myself. And I really tried to see beyond me. And I, I said, well, if this is how I'm feeling and I'm in a pretty good position, I'm, you know, I'm good head on my shoulders, mm -hmm. I have family and friends, how does the 13-year-old right. feel yeah. when this happens at school? So it, it, it propelled me to want to create how long, a change like, to day that. Day one, you don't go back to Tinder. Yeah. You're reading all this stuff online. Like, I assume, like, I'm picturing how I would be, and I'd be probably crying, probably calling my mom. Yeah. So, that's is that right. the order? <laughs> yeah. So, how, right. how quickly did you go from that moment to realizing, you know, if this is how, you know, I have a good head on my shoulders, 13 year old at home, like, how does it even, how do we think about that moment? Mm -hmm. how, do, how quickly did you get to that to then to bubble? It feels like a blur. Yeah. I, you know, I, I can't even believe that it's been three years. Yeah. Um, I can't believe it's been three I years. I know, I remember when it was an idea. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yes. So I would say that emotion propels a lot of creativity if you let it, mm -hmm. right? If you channel sadness or if you channel disdain. I mean, even look at Spanx, right? Yeah. Wanted a way to yeah. feel yeah. confident in an outfit. That's, that's emotional, yeah. right? It's all emotional. And so... I would say the wheels started turning quite quickly, but not in a, how can I turn this into a business? That was yeah. not mm -hmm. the direction. It was more of, I don't like how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. There's something broken here. Yeah. There's a bigger problem than just me. This affects yeah. people around the world. How can I solve this? You came from a place of feeling feeling bad, feeling broken, mm -hmm. and then started something amazing. And I think that what's interesting about that is when you get sucked into this world of startups and being an entrepreneur, we all know like it is your life. So yeah, it's your life. Especially at 22, I always think about support systems because I think one of the things that's hardest about running a company is that you don't have time for friends. You don't have time to make friends. No. You're always the flaky friend. You're always. the one that your circle gets up. smaller. Yeah, and, and they get mad. Smaller. Yes. It's hard. People don't understand. So what was it like to, I'm assuming that's what it was like early on at Tinder, right? You're going through all that. Yeah, and for then the shit five years of my life, I feel like it's been. Yeah. yeah. So do you feel like you have a great support system? Like, was it there when you needed it? And yes. then how did you use that? Well, it's funny, and you guys will probably think I'm crazy, but I also see people like the two of you as a support system. Like, if I have a crisis at work, I'm probably not going to call my yeah, sister yeah. or mom or best friend because they're lovely and amazing yeah. and compassionate yeah, and support, but they don't, but get, still it. don't get it. And yeah. so I'll shoot, yeah. literally. I mean, how many times have yeah. I emailed the two of you, like, hey, I have a question, can I call you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. melting down. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Like, it definitely goes with these. But it's, it's, it's important to have people that are willing to 
lend an ear. And I said this last night at this dinner we were at, and we have to we have to be there for each other because we all implode without it. You know, there's no way to make it work Who's without your our support. Who's my person? My business partner is my person okay. to call. But you know, I have a lot of people. It's funny. I've I've don't do boundaries in a traditional way. You know, sometimes I'll ask the intern in the office, mm -hmm. what do I do about this? Because sometimes it's a fresh approach. Mm -hmm. And if you rely on the same people every single What's time. What's the last thing you asked the intern? Oh my gosh. I think I asked them their opinion on the music selection for a video we were about to release. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. But that's a good person to ask. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's it's a fresh mind. But you no, know, support systems are important. important, And that's why with um, Bumble, it's funny. Bumble started as this, you know, women make the first move, yeah. right? And it was primarily dating. Well, we saw this need for friendship. Mm -hmm. So we built Bumble BFF yeah. and mm -hmm. there are support systems being formed every day, probably as we speak right now via this platform, yeah. you can build solutions. Mm -hmm. Like what you've done, you know, it's, it's crazy. And that's only half of the story. There's a lot more to come, but first, you know what we hate? Waiting. A lot of things. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of things. We hate waiting, especially like when we're traveling. You wake up early, you make time to get to the airport, and then you're there waiting to board. And so we, we found a fix. We did. We now get Delta Comfort Plus. Uh, I really have to say it is definitely worth it. You board quickly. You board sooner. You get extra legroom, which uh, I like to sprawl out. Sorry for those who sit next to me. And uh, I need that legroom. <laughs> you do. You've got long lens. So I do. Thank Delta's you. Delta's a helpful partner. Um, um, but also, we tend to pack our carry-on bags like Whoa. Uh, and uh, the dedicated bin space makes it not so awkward when we squeeze it in there. And I will say, you know, we, we love our wine. Anyone who knows the skim knows we love it. You get unlimited drinks and snacks on the flight. Unlimited. Unlimited. Let's not pretend we didn't know that. You're really unique in the sense that, you know, I hate when people are like, given how young you are, but like, you know, you are younger than us, we won't talk about it, but. <laughs> I don't think I am. You yeah. are. Really? I really yes. don't want to talk about it. But, okay, well. But you, you have, you've done a lot. And like Bumble, you know, if something happened tomorrow, we can all say Bumble was a success and you barely got it started. I hope so. I hope we can say that. <laughs> you, I mean, it is, like, but, and you barely started. And I hate when people are like, you've been successful yet. Cause we're like, we also barely got it started, but you, you have, you've obviously made a mark and you have tapped into something that as a society, like we all needed in some way. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious, do you ever look in the mirror and are like, this, this is happening, it's really happening? When you look in the mirror, are you like, this is happening, I'm doing this? Or are you like, holy shit, I can't believe what's happening? I feel like I don't know what's happening. Yeah. I, in my mind, like sitting in here with you two, I'm staring at the wall that says the skim right now. This is like surreal for me because I remember before starting Bumble, I think I cold emailed yes, both did. of you. I remember that. No, literally, you could probably find it no, in your email. And I was like, hey guys, like I know you're a lot bigger than us, but we're gonna launch and I think it's yeah. gonna be, I think there's gonna be synergy. And now I'm sitting on this couch with you. That's the stuff that feels surreal to yeah. me, right? In my mind, I'm still that 18 year old girl that looks up to to what you two have done. And I know I wasn't 18 at that time, but I remember reading about the skim before Bumble was even a dream being like, wow, how did they do it? Yeah, That's cool and crazy. And that's what should be inspiring to anybody that watches this is, you know, I'm just a normal girl. You know, there I had no upper hand in anything mm -hmm. and anybody can build anything if they just what's, set their mind to it. What's been the hardest since starting Bumble? What's the worst day you've had? Oh my gosh, I've had so many bad days. 
What do you do we on those have bad more days? Oh, yeah. Um, I have wine. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but bad days, you know, I really hate it when somebody has a bad experience, mm-hmm. right? I take feedback very, very personally because you are directly impacting somebody's yeah. day. And so I'm sure you guys have experienced yes, that too. Yeah. Maybe we put up a billboard where we didn't think through every yeah. single scenario and we've offended someone. Yeah. That's a bad day, yeah. right? And all you can do is learn from it yeah. and never do it again yeah. and improve. What's the worst piece of advice you've gotten? The, the worst piece of advice? Um, the worst piece of advice I've ever gotten was don't, I wouldn't do that. You probably will fail. I, I think that sounds a little too risky. That's a great, That's a great thing to talk about. That's a great piece yeah. of advice. We, it really is. We've tried to, and we've talked about this, mm-hmm. like how do you create a culture that actually celebrates failure? And that sounds so like theoretical and interesting, also, but it's really we, neither, the, the three of us more. would never be in this position if we weren't perfectionists in mm-hmm. type A. So it's really hard, especially to, balance that, yeah. to embrace failure. Like oh, yeah. I, I hate doing things wrong. Oh, um, me too. Yeah. Like I'm so mad I was late this morning. Furious about it. You're here. You're but here. yeah, but you know what I mean. It's the same thing. And it's funny. We just did this. Um, oh my gosh, we went to a uh, a spa weekend together. Oh good. Um, but you needed that. We, that they had a horse there, and they're supposed to be like. Actually, Sarah Blakely from Spanx told us about it. Oh really? And we we went, and it was supposed to be um, like I thought we were going to ride a horse. No, it was actually like a therapy session that I was not planning on Wait, taking a therapy session. You had a horse session. therapy session? Yes. horse therapy? What does that even mean? Well, let me tell you. It was, it uh, was great. We had to, one of us liked it more than the other, but we, <laughs> you can try to figure out who. Yeah. But uh, we had to um, get the horse to like, basically squeeze the horse's leg to get it to lift its hoof and then clean out the hoof. And the whole thing is that a horse like doesn't care if you're nice to it, doesn't care, oh, mm-hmm. we gave it a snack. Like your intention has to be really clear. Right. And so if you do it wrong, it's like, what are you holding back? And so the, the guy asks you, he's like at a central casting and he's right. like, what are you feeling right now? And I was like, honestly, like I'm a little anxious. And he was like, why? And I'm like, cause I don't like doing things wrong. Like I don't like people looking at me yeah. and I'm like, I don't care about Messing this horse's up. leg. Like I like horses, but I didn't right. care about this horse's leg. But I'm like, I don't like to, I don't want to go through this of doing something wrong. Right. And it's something as simple as this. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, that was not a good thing to say in therapy. But oh. <laughs> you know, therapy, don't say that well, in therapy. It's a loaded thing to right. say, right? But, like it's not, that's mm-hmm. not, I think we all know this, but like you have to make mistakes to go forward. Have to. Like that's the only way. The only and way. I think you have to show your team that like it's okay to do that. One of the things we actually talk about you all the time in our office is you guys have moved very quickly as a company. You have you rolled out Bumble BFF. You've rolled out um, like this business aspect of it. Um, you you just rolled out this space in New York. Like you move and execute things very quickly. And we it's look at fast. that because we're like you're not afraid. Like when we look at you, I'm like you're not afraid to fail. No. And you're like I'm curious. Like is that? But accurate? then you say it's too fast. So how do you balance that? It's only too fast because you nailed it, the perfectionist Mm -hmm. side of it, right? We go really fast, but then you want it to be perfect. Mm -hmm. So you get in this balancing act. But the way I look at it is if you fail, so what? Mm -hmm. It's better than never doing it at all. Like if you never do something, then you've already failed, in my opinion, right? If you never tried to do a pop-up, if Bumble never tried to open a pop-up, then it, we just never did a pop-up. So it's 100% didn't happen versus doing a pop-up and having it be not perfect. Mm-hmm. At least there was a pop-up or an attempt at a pop-up, right? So right. in my mind, looking at something and saying, what's better than zero? 
even 1% is better than zero. Yeah. And if you never try, it's zero, right? Yeah, so it's a great way to look at it. At least it's something. What was the last thing you failed at? Uh, everything, um, a lot of things, and that's okay. okay. I, I, I don't even see failure as, I think failure has this negative connotation, but I mean, failure just means you're trying something, mm -hmm. right? I mean, I tried to work out this morning and had to quit 30 minutes in because it's too hard. So yeah. at least I did 30 minutes yeah, of something. Yeah, I was like, that's, that's a win. That's, that's longer yeah. than but I would do. Do you see, it's all about yeah. perspective. It's all about the way you look at it. And so mm -hmm. I don't really think anything is a failure, truly. I think if you get off the couch, well, I'm happy we're on this couch, yeah. but if you get off the couch in your home or wherever you are thinking about how scared you are of something, just get up and do it, you know? what? What's gonna happen and truly, what does a human opinion matter? And I think that's what I learned after the Tinder thing. That media storm and the reaction from strangers, it hurt so bad at the time, but what did it do to me? Like, did it did it kill me? Did it hurt me? No. I also think that that's also because, and I think we see this all the time, that like, if you're in business long enough, you get hardened, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So we see it that like five years ago when we had negative comments, it really hurt. Mm -hmm. Like it was like, does it bother you now? I'm not going to say like, it bothers doesn't bother less. me, but, yeah, it, but it doesn't, bothers less. It, yeah. it bothers less. It's yeah. like, I think that you're not, if you're going to change things, people aren't going to like what you're doing. Never. So yeah. I think that that is on one hand, like you're a real person. Of course that hurts, but mm -hmm. it's like what you do with it. That so, counts. Speaking of being true. a real person, you obviously get stressed. Mm -hmm. How do you show stress? How do I show stress? I shut down. I stop communicating. And that's the most dangerous thing you yeah. can do. Mm -hmm. Do you, you recognize when you do it? Yes. I will literally stop communicating with people and then then you're in real big trouble mm -hmm. because communication truly, it's so insane. Yeah. It's the most important thing in the world. Do you cry at work? Sometimes. Yeah. I've cried at work. Do if people I'm see you cry? Yeah. They have. I'm not embarrassed by that. Yeah. I think we're human beings. Mm -hmm. Just because you go to work doesn't mean you like turn into like some robot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't morph into a different human. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're still the same person. I mean, there's 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 appropriate ways to do it. I don't mm -hmm. think that if you have a new hire on their first day, I don't know if that's what they need to see. <laughs> right. But you know, if you are sitting around with your team members that you've had by your side for three years and something Something happens because yeah. things happen. It's it's okay to cry. There's no what what part of the business um, when I, when I talk about the business, I, there's like the product part, there's the marketing part, there's the finance and investment yes. part, the legal part, finance. Like, what part of that just stresses you out the most? And I'll I'll preface that by saying mm -hmm. we get stressed out the most by the finance part, okay. um, by far. So that, I've been super fortunate, has not been a huge stress. Mm -hmm. um, we've been very lucky in the sense that finances are doing well right now. Um, knock on everything. Yeah. But um, I think HR is my biggest stress because yeah. I care so deeply about everybody's happiness. I want everybody to be at a level 10 of happiness every mm -hmm. single day. That's, Which is that's my expectation yeah. internally, you know, yeah. because I feel like well, I'm trying to go above and beyond to make sure that this is a culture that everybody mm -hmm. feels comfortable in. And so I think I get fixated on HR when in reality, we're not doing anything wrong. You know, as long as yeah. we're following the rules and doing good by our employees, you, I'm trying to learn how to detach myself from it a little bit, right? I cannot yeah. control 
50 plus people's emotions well, also, all day long. You're not at 100%. No. You're not at a 10 in happiness. No, like, and so you can't expect life. that of yeah. everyone else. So I think the HR thing is the yeah. worst, worst management mistake you've ever made. Um, worst management mistake I've ever made. I've made a lot, truly, and I, that's okay. I've never been a CEO before until now. Worst management mistake, I think, um, I think it's been not following regulated rules on like what are the work hours yeah. and you know being kind of overly flexible early mm-hmm. on. And now I'm trying to regress from that yeah. a bit and be more structured. And I think that that can be. It's a growing pain. Confusing to your yeah. early hires mm-hmm. when we used to be able to leave at a certain time yeah. on a Friday and now we don't, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's just yeah. this growing pain. Yeah, I'm sure you have you experienced get it. I think it's, well, there's a difference when you're working with five people and you know them all personally yep. and you know how they like to work mm-hmm. and then you get to 45, 55 and you yep. don't know them all nope. personally and you don't know, so you have to make these kind of blanket you have rules. To. You have to. It's yeah. also hard to early on, I'm sure you experience this too, people request structure and then mm-hmm. when they request structure, they don't necessarily love the structure that comes with it. Right. And so it's tricky. a really, it's a really hard balance as we say this in front of our team, don't ask yeah. us for structure. Yeah, it's true. It's but, hard. But on that note, um, I think that's it for today. Yeah. Well, Thank this was you fun. so much. I feel like we just did high. horse therapy. I know. It feels so it good. Fun. Yeah. I need to learn more about that, but I really <laughs> want everyone to talk about it again. <laughs> I'm mortified. <laughs> um, well, this was great. Thank you guys so Thank much. You, you are so awesome Thank in you every sense. Thank you coming by. Thank you. Thanks for hanging out with us. Join us next week for another episode of Skim from the Couch. And if you can't wait until then, subscribe to our daily email newsletter that gives you all the important news and information you need to start your day. Sign up at theskim.com. That's the S-K-I-M-M dot com. Two M's for a little something extra.